You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back, folks, on another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider Spring Practice Weekend, Visit Weekend, Big Visit Weekend number three, I think. I mean, it's, it's running together because this spring visit, this spring recruiting cycle, is so much different from last year's. I, I remember uh, earlier this week talking about it with Bryce. Like it, it, it just seems like something happened. A switch flipped. Uh, I don't know if it's new staff members. I don't know if they have a brand new bag. I don't know what it is. But Michigan recruiting, as far as visitors and buzz, is on a totally different level this spring. Joining me as they do. Every single week is the best crew in the land when it comes to talking to Michigan athletics, football, basketball, and recruiting over at the MichiganInsider.com. Starting off first with Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you? Good. Yeah, props to the staff. I mean, yeah, things are a lot different. It makes our job easier, I think, um, not digging the bottom of the well to find stuff to talk about and, and write about. So, uh, yeah, you know, should see some, should see the momentum continue as the month finishes out, too. Yeah, and Bryce, I I remember last year at this time, it was we were on a struggle bus, man, trying to figure out who what do we talk and we didn't we didn't sugarcoat it. We said, Hey man, this this is not this is not a a good cycle, a good start to the cycle for Michigan. Uh and it wasn't this is totally different. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is look at how many guys they're getting, but also quality it's not just quantity it's quality of guys to getting as well and there's a lot of top targets coming to campus earlier and i think it's resonating i mean we're gonna probably talk about the coaching staff a little bit more but kirk campbell cp these new hires are really hitting home runs early so that's a good start for them as well yeah and then you got guys long-standing guys like clink scale um of course jay harbaugh ron bellamy sure i mean it the guys who always have done it are, are still here doing it, and it's really adding up to a team that's building the right kind of momentum. And just to recap a little bit, last week and last episode, we talked about who we put in a crystal ball for. Uh, the guy that I picked was Aaron Child. That is not, you know, I'm still in the window where it counts if I put one in this week, uh, which I, I actually anticipate doing right now. He had a great visit. To Michigan, uh, you know, dad came up this time, rave reviews to people in their circle. It was a fantastic visit for Aaron Childs. I just want to check in, you know, pipe in with with other members of his circle before I go putting in a crystal ball, which I will be doing today in the story to come over the MichiganInsider.com. I felt like Michigan had a lead heading into the visit, Steve, and now it's a matter of do I think that lead is it is so much that it's crystal ball time. It's going to be, you know, it's going to take some work to move Michigan out of the leadership, per, off the leadership perch. I'm close to that. I just want to talk to a few more people first, but still feeling really good about Aaron Childs uh, in Michigan. Yep. I think really what we, we thought Michigan led before the question was George Helo's out, Chris Partridge in. Uh, as long as Michigan kind of rebuilt that bond between prospect and position coach that we thought Michigan uh, not only might be in the same spot they were, but even better just because we know how effective of a recruiter uh, Chris Partridge is. And uh, 
it really sounds like Michigan did that. Plus some, uh, I put one in on Saturday night or Sunday morning. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to take quite a bit uh, for another school to overcome Michigan. He has mentioned taking some other visits. I think what Notre Dame, Florida, I think there's another program in there. He's looking at checking out, uh, coming back to Michigan again, though. Uh, so, you know, remains to be seen. Do those other visits end up taking place in June? Uh, you know, I think that'll be interesting. But either way, you know, it sounds like Michigan really uh, knocked it out of the park. And, and we've talked about how important he is from a position standpoint and the school he goes to, too. You know, there's a lot of other guys from good counsel giving Michigan a close look. So uh, very important recruit for Michigan for a, for a multitude of reasons. Well, I talked to a, a person, uh, you know, close to the family, talks to him a lot, talks talk to him after the visit uh, just to get the feel for what they were saying coming off the visit. And I will pull up that, um, that message right now, but it says it's a done deal. They are loving Michigan. Um, they think Vic should have went there, right? That's now, again, that's not them saying it though. It's not them saying it, which is why, I'm not going so far as to put in a crystal ball. That's just that's just the vibe coming off the visit, which is making me feel really good, re- feeling really close to the uh, to the crystal ball. But I have to, I you know me, I'm very conservative conservative with mine. Want to talk directly to folks in the circle before I go, uh, you know, and and over the over the ledge, over the hump, so to speak. Uh, and I have yet to do that, but I will be doing that here in the next day or so. So stay tuned for a piece coming up over on the MichiganInsider.com. One guy I did move, you know, over the hump with, a guy who I felt like Michigan has been leading for for some time. And I was hearing that same kind of buzz with Bryce, was Brian Robinson. But this last visit, his eighth visit to Michigan, and the longest of the eight visits, here for four days, three practices, you know, meeting with all the coaches, connecting with the players and the recruits. Coming off of that visit, yeah, I had to put in a crystal ball for Michigan. No, this is uh, this is one that's been long awaited for. I think. I mean, he's been in the studio as many times as any guy guys we've had, um, and I know how his dad feels about the program. Even though he won't get on camera, we all know. At least Sam and me know how it really feels about Michigan. Um, but I think it's more when we first looked at his recruitment, everyone just said, oh, well, we got Steve Klinkscale, the Youngstown guy. It's that relationship. Michigan's going to be hard to beat because of that. But it's much deeper than that, Sam. And when we release the full interview on the Michigan Insider on YouTube, you'll see why. He's got a you know relationship with – Mike Elston, the defensive line coach, and he said how he's part of the family. He even knows his family as well, his girls and everything, how they sit in the film room and meetings uh, time from time. And Dylan Roney, the guy, the GA, a guy that he's really connected with as well, and even the players. You know, when he comes up there, the biggest thing I took away from his trip to the studio was when he said he goes to Schembechler Hall, it feels like a home away from home. You know, they're not asking him, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? What do you, it's, what do you need? How you feeling? Good to see you again. Why haven't you committed? Jokingly. So this is a guy I think they really like. They've been on him extremely long. Um, physically 
physically impressive athlete. I think now he's what Sam six five two sixty. He's he, I mean he just keeps bulking up every time we see him, and he's just someone I think that kind of fits the mold of what they want off the edge. I mean the crazy part is, and he was telling us this that some schools are recruiting him at outside linebacker. I mean he's that much of an athlete. I think Michigan likes him closer to the you know the line of scrimmage, but physically impressive, physically gifted and one of those guys where you talk to him on camera and even off camera you have to be impressed he fits what Michigan looks for in their student athletes and this right now feels like Michigan's the team to beat in that race yeah I don't think it's any question I really don't <laughs> you know I think the the squad that's the closest in contention is Kentucky Penn State is is making a push and I don't want to call it a slam dunk because he's doing his due diligence as far as getting out on visits. But here's the thing, and, and Steve, you could appreciate it because you've t- talked about this before. You know, he's a footprint guy. He's a really good guy in Ohio, right? Guy that's coveted by teams all over the country, but Ohio State hasn't offered. And while he won't say it publicly, man, I think that is a big chip on his shoulder. Like, I think he, I think that dude wants to give it to Ohio State. And those are the dudes, I mean, you you like to get the guys to take it personally. And and Brian Robinson, super nice kid, you know, very, very yes, sir, no, sir, respectful. But you put him on the football field, he flips that switch, and he definitely, let me tell him, Bryce, you can attest to this, when it comes to Ohio State, Ohio State thinks they could just come in at the end. And I get it. For years, they could. You know, Urban Meyer gets there, he 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 prioritized five stars all over the country, and he would put like some of the lower rung four star guys at Ohio State or in the state of Ohio on the back burner. He'd come back in the end and he could still get them. Now Michigan is, you know, now Michigan is breaking a foot off up in there, and it's not the same. Now, you know, guys are seeing, wait, there's an alternative that's just as good, if not better. If Ohio State doesn't want to come for me right now, uh, then I got someplace else I could go that's just as good, and I can give it to him. And I think Brian Robinson is feeling like that, Steve. Yeah, so that's what I think we talked about before. It's kind of an interesting spot now. Now it is because Michigan, even you mentioned Kentucky, Penn State, those schools have made so much headway that Ohio State's kind of in a weird spot. I've always kind of wondered sometimes if there are certain guys that Ohio State is convinced they might not get in state. I think they abstain from offering because they don't want the, to create the perception that Michigan or Penn State or whoever uh, is beating them for a recruit. I mean, Robinson's got, like the two I mentioned, but he's also got Notre Dame. He's got Georgia. He's got Texas A&M. He's got Tennessee. He's got a USC. You know, Michigan far from the only elite program that is has interested in him and has offered him. So, you know, if it feels like it'd almost be too late now for Ohio State to get in, right? So, it, I, I mean, I think it is. I, I'd be surprised if, it, if it stemmed the tide that Michigan has built in this individual recruitment, uh, you know, but either way, yeah, that now with that Michigan getting a guy, like you said, Sam, who comes in without that Ohio state offer with that chip on their shoulder, you know, so kind of a win-win uh, for Michigan either way uh, in that regard. So you're getting a, a very talented kid. And I think Bryce mentioning that some schools are looking at him as an outside linebacker is actually great for Michigan if they want to play them at edge. It's those athletes that they've turned into 
stars at the spot, right? So not a guy that they're going to slim down or anything. I'm probably a, a kid who's probably going to come in, could probably play about at the weight uh, that he's at right now. They could even maybe bulk him up a little bit if they wanted to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this one's been – it feels like it's been trending, mostly Michigan for a while. I think, yeah, can, I see Kentucky and Penn State are mentioned as warm in his profile. But, yeah, Kentucky's been the other school. I think that's been the consistent factor. But, but yeah, uh, for Michigan, I think you hope it's the start – or, well, continuation, I mean, you already have Luke Hamilton on board, but there's other guys in Ohio, too, you know, so where Michigan is, is really starting to make an actual dent uh, in the state of Ohio and and really, you know, capitalizing on on two wins in a row over the Buckeyes. Yeah, so the obvious question, and I'm sure you guys have seen it on the board, people are like, okay, he visited eight times. He's saying all these glowing things about Michigan. I already put up a, a snippet of it. We'll put up the uh, the, the full interview. But – you got to kind of have to know him a little bit to understand that this is, you know, as a family and as a kid, they are very regimented. Like like what you can see on Twitter, like three square meals, certain number of calories a day. Like there is a li- he has literally a binder, sort of a physical profile of nutrition and physiology and metrics and and bars that he needs to hit by you need to be at this you need to be eating this many calories this many times a day uh by this point in the year to be at, at this kind of weight and here's your body mass index and here's what it is relative to other kids your your age and bone density i say all of that to say the guy has a checklist and every single box on that checklist has to be checked. One school, they've since checked it, but he goes on his visit to Penn State. His dad told this story, Bryce. They went on a visit to Penn State. I guess it was last year. They're walking around going on a tour with the parents, and they said, uh, okay, they're taking the parents on the academic tour. He said, when does my son see it? Uh, well, he doesn't see it until the official visit. He said, okay, visit over. We're done. So what do you mean visit over? We're done. Well, we, on our list, we want to have the academic tour before well before the official visit so because of that visit's over so you can see with something like that when you are that regimented when everything has to be in line every box has to be checked you understand why he's taking so many visits you know so what what's left to see at michigan he hasn't had the dorm tour right that it may seem like this small thing but for them that's just that's how they are but here's the flip side and steve pointed this he said you know you just said it. I don't know if Ohio State, even if they got in right now, if they can make up ground. I think you're 100% right because I don't think they have enough time to check all the boxes that he wants checked. Kentucky could. Penn State could. But I just think the, the relationships, the familiarity, and the comfort is too great. Here's the other thing, though, Bryce, and you can appreciate this. One thing that could speed him up when it comes to maybe going to check out that dorm visit or, you know, figuring out that last piece of the puzzle with Michigan is what's going on elsewhere. What's going on with a kid like the the catalyst, the domino, if you will, in Jane Davis who hits campus on another loaded visit weekend, the most loaded visit weekend of the spring we're anticipating this weekend, and Jaden Davis will be back on campus. Yeah, so you, going back to Brian for a quick second, you tossed a hypothetical of a hypothetical five-star quarterback was looking at Michigan 
and he decided, or not Michigan, but a school, and he's, he picked a school that you were looking at, would that alter or, you know, impact your timeline or anything like that? And he's like, he just gave a big smile. I was like, it might rush it, you know, speed it up a little bit and stuff like that. So, and we here's the thing, we've been talking about the impact of like a Jane Davis, if he did commit to Michigan on both sides of the ball. You know, he can impact a class from offense to defense. And with him coming up this weekend, which makes, I want to say, fourth, fifth time. I mean, he's been up a few times. He's seen a couple game days. He's been here during the offseason. And now the biggest thing with this is he's going to meet new quarterbacks coach Kirk Campbell. And the thing that's really impressive to me about this goes to Bryce Underwood who's a five-star quarterback right here in the state of Michigan at Belleville High School, Sam, that you wrote a piece on, and how he came up on a visit, and his father admitted to you that there wasn't much traction happening between Michigan and just their family. It just was not – it was not clicking. And I hate to – and no offense, but Matt Weiss was just not getting it done. It just was not happening. And he comes up on a visit. And I'm not saying it's a courtesy visit, but he it's close, right? Why not? Let's go to Ann Arbor. He comes up, and instantly he hits it off. Bryce hits it off with Kurt. And the biggest thing that really got me with that story was his father said, man, he had a plan. Like you could see he had a plan. He laid out how he'd be used in the offense. This is what we're going to do with you. And everything was set up perfectly. And on top of that, It was just they bonded. They hit it off right away. And I think that's the thing looking forward to this Jane Davis visit. How is that going to happen going into this trip? And that's a big thing to watch. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting how people process information, right? Um, I I think it's often the case people believe what they want to believe, even though you're giving them – even though you're giving them a sort of uh, perspective. I mean, I go back to the Dante Moore commitment or recruitment, and people were just convinced that that was all about NIL. I mean, you had to be naive to think that that wasn't part of it, but it was very clear. It was very clear that his relationship or lack thereof with Matt Weiss is part of it. And it's not to rag on Weiss. I mean, I think, you know, certain guys are just certain fit for certain levels. I think he's a pro coach. I don't think recruiting, college recruiting, is his thing. Uh, When you combine college recruiting not being his thing with, you know, he's kind of a Ben Stein type of dude, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, he's just not a very gregarious guy. You know, those two ingredients don't add up to stellar recruiter. And so, man, I'm sure you, Bryce and Steve, have been in a situation where you had to water down an interview, not where you change what they, you know, you change what they say. But, I mean, you know, Bryce's dad, Jaquan, was, I mean, he was, there were some 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 S bobs and F bobs and different kind of bobs to for emphasis that I had to move out of there to, to to just where he was expressing himself about how different they felt dealing with Kirk Campbell compared to Matt Weiss. So different that instantly Michigan became more of a factor. Now here's the perspective that we have to offer Bryce and Steve. It is a great sign that Michigan is. Sut is now a factor, a clear factor for one of the top prospects in the country, regardless of class. What you also have to take into account is a lot of this effect is you got to give Kirk Campbell a lot of credit 
for being a that kind of personality, being a quarterback guy, being able to articulate a plan and and connect. But a big part of this, Steve, is also he's not Matt Weiss. <laughs> I think the disdain for Matt Weiss was so clear that I mean I think it could have been anyone. And this is not to say that Kirk isn't Kirk is really good so far for everything we can find out. But hell, it could have been a paper bag that they would meet with, and I think they would have said, "Hey." <laughs> It's so much better, right? That's at least that's how I came away from it. I mean, there was no chemistry with Coach and Bryce at all. We would basically just sit in the meeting and look at each other. We'd ask questions, and the questions would get answered in a way that nobody could understand what the hell he was talking about. To be honest, like I don't, I don't really know. And that's the that was the published. That's the that's the published version, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Again, we we alluded to it in, in, in with the Jane Davis stuff, but but you know, on top of Bryce Underwood, who is coming back what twice, right? In the yeah. next three weeks, first. Yeah. which is massive. You know, Michigan hosted like twelve quarterbacks, or is hosting like twelve or thirteen, right? In the next like two weeks or so, they're they're hosting pretty much. They're hosting most of their major twenty five targets. They're hosting a couple of the twenty six guys they've already offered. I mean. I don't know since I've been doing this if I've ever seen such a night and day transformation at a position in such a short amount of time. Uh, it used to be a huge deal when any offered quarterback prospect would come to campus for a visit, right? I mean, whether it was a top, top guy or or not, uh, it was always a huge deal when any quarterback target came up. So the fact that, that you know, under Kirk Campbell, Michigan is getting – uh, not just Bryce Underwood, not just Jane Davis, but some of these other guys, the George McIntyres, the Cutter Bowleys, the, uh, was it Smeagol, the the 26th kid out of California who's already got an offer. You know, the fact they're getting all these guys up, I mean, it's just like any other position. It's it, That's what you need. You want to get as many guys up. We were even talking about some of the maybe guys who aren't ranked as high or don't have the offers yet. You know, you're talking about potential PWO candidates, you're you're even you could even go as far as saying you're talking about guys say they go to a smaller school and end up blowing up you're talking about guys down the road that could be transfer portal targets honestly you know i mean just building as many relationships as you can at such an important position just seems like a a very logical move for michigan and and yeah i mean campbell just seems to be knocking it out of the park so far with with the top targets but also in just getting a plethora of guys up and at the position and just building as many relationships as possible. Yeah, you got to give Kirk a, a ton of credit. I fully anticipate he is going to be a resounding, um, uh, there are going to be resounding rave reviews for him from, from Jaden Davis. I mean, you heard JJ express his, just how much he loves the dude and campaign for the guy. He finally got a chance to speak publicly about it. That's what he's been saying behind the scenes. It's what his family's been saying. It's what they've been telling recruits. It's what they've been t- what they were telling Davises. I mean, everything that you heard Underwood express, right? That's the kind of vibe, at least with with the difference. Maybe maybe not with the same sort of uh, flavor <laughs> to the the description of the difference, but just the magnitude of the difference has been expressed by. By everyone, and again, I mean, clearly he has some redeeming qualities as a coach, analytics, right, run game, run game guy. But I think he's a pro guy. You know, recruiting is a part of the game in college, and that just wasn't his thing. I mean, think about this, because guys who've been killing it, Steve Klinkscale, we just talked about him with 
with um, Brian Robinson. Man, he had to call over and over again to get the Underwoods to come on that visit last week. He's like, hey, I need y'all up here. He's like, all right, coach. Call him back. I, I, I need you guys to commit. Uh, okay. And they're blowing Clink off, sort of, uh, you know, kind of slow playing him. He keeps calling. He keeps calling. Hey, you know what? And then finally on Friday, man, I need y'all. Man, I need you to say that you're coming. I need you here. And they finally said, okay, Clink. And if you want maybe a vivid example of the difference between a pro guy and a college guy, it's that. See, a pro guy calls a guy like the Underwoods or calls a, a father like Jaquan Underwood and says, hey, we love you. We want you to come. And if he doesn't get that same kind of vibe back, same kind of feeling back, man, the hell with that dude. And he's done. The college guy, the recruiter, he keeps calling. He understands that part of college recruiting is you might have to you kiss. It's a kiss behind kind of deal, right? To a certain extent. You got to keep calling. Even when they are showing you the reciprocity, you got to stay on them. You got to keep recruiting them. You got to convince them. I need you here. And then once they get there, now maybe you can sway them to the point where they start giving you that type of rhythm back, like they're like is what's happening with Bryce Underwood. That's the difference to me anyway when, when you talk about Matt Weiss. That, that was not his thing to do, to kind of be on a guy that wasn't giving him that, that kind of rhythm back. Jaden did, and that was the thing. You know, as he showed that interest in Jaden, Jaden was giving it back. And so it encouraged him to recruit with intensity, to be persistent, to not get turned off when they said, oh, you're a terrible recruiter, because they were giving him some love back. So, again, you can't be driven by that as a college recruiter, and that's a testament to to Clink that he was still able to get that dude on campus, because if he just called once, the Underwoods wouldn't have come to campus, uh, fellas. But speaking of guys coming to campus, we led off with Jaden Davis. Huge visit for him. There are going to be several other guys on campus this weekend, following up last weekend, when you had other guys like Shannon Goodwin, who I think they moved the bar even farther down the line, ball farther down the line with uh, Jordan Ship. They moved the ball farther down the line with. There are a lot of guys, but many, many more this week, Bryce. I mean, we can, it, there's a litany. You almost lose track of how many big timers are going to be on campus this weekend. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right, let's start off with Jordan Marshall, a guy that, again, we've been talking about Ohio so much. Well, you're going to win the best players from the state of Ohio back on campus. Um, there's going to be several other Ohio guys, but top 100 running back recruit that Mike Hart has been all over. He's got a top four with Michigan included. This is kind of a pivotal visit in my opinion, because right now they really need to impress these running back recruits. We've been talking about the emphasis on getting a top notch running back and Jordan Marshall fits the bill of kind of like what they've gotten in years past with, Donovan Edwards, I look up, I look at him in that regard. I think he's that good, that talented. Ohio State is pushing for him extremely hard. I know he likes Tennessee, Wisconsin, the top four. You can see kind of the trend of those four schools. They like to run the ball, maybe more so Michigan and Wisconsin. But he's looking at all four schools. I know he is going to take official, and he's laid out those plans in June. One of them will be to Michigan. But this is good to set the foundation. They kind of already have a little, but they can build upon that. So he's one guy. Darian Dupree, another guy from the Midwest. 
Uh, he's borderline. I think he's a three-star, but he might be moving up to a four-star status. A running back from Mount Carmel, Illinois. Super talented, has dozens of offers. A guy that Mike Hart extended offer to back earlier in the winter. A guy I know they really like. This will be his first trip up to campus. And then maybe another in-state guy that people should have been, I mean, everyone's asking about, but he never talks, is Brady Prescorn, the top 100 tight end um, who's got, again, close to 30 offers. But he will be up on campus Sunday. He's formed a great relationship with tight ends coach Grant Newsom. And this is a guy I think, you talk about guys you really need to land in the class. This is a guy you need to land and pairing him up with Hogan Hansen from Washington would be a great pairing, a great stabilizer for this class. And a guy that Sam, maybe they can, I don't know, in the same room, Jane Davis and Bray Priesthorn, it kind of, Hey, what do you think about teaming up together? So that's something to watch. And, there's gonna be a lot more guys as well coming up this weekend. As yeah, well. Steve, uh, you can you can kind of carry us into some other uh, some other names on this absolutely loaded list. But I know you're on the board a lot, and Brady Prescorn, like like Brian Robinson, is another one of those guys. People keep asking, I mean, what else do you need to show the guy? He's been to campus so many times. You know, they clearly are high on the list. Now, difference with Brady, one of the differences with Brady is he doesn't talk a lot. So it's harder to pinpoint exactly what else it is he needs to see. Uh, but we can we can clearly understand that Michigan is very high on his list. And I remember going to see him last fall. He told me that he has a great relationship with Grant Newsom. Yeah, I mean, Prescorn just released a top eight. You know, I don't know if that's exactly where his recruitment stands. Um, some big-time schools in there, too. I mean, remember, he's a top 100 Kid, he's got all of the offers pretty much, right? I mean, and he, he uh, a kid that kind of keeps to himself. So, you know, hard to know exactly where he is as far as the process goes. But, yeah, I mean, we know Michigan uh, strongly in the running there. And and another kid, I think I think Sam, when you saw him, he was more impressed, right? Was he more impressive when you saw him? His junior film uh, really pops. I mean, that would be a kid that, like like Bryce said, a great compliment to what they already have with, with Hogan Hansen. So, uh, yeah, Priestcorn, Blake Frazier, another huge one, the Michigan legacy. Uh, really probably, I think we mentioned along with Andrew Sprague out of Kansas City, probably top two offensive line targets they have remaining. Uh, Dylan Stewart, the five-star edge out of D.C., is scheduled to be on campus. That's one, kind of your typical five-star situation. I think Michigan going to shoot their shot, going to take a swing, see if they, I'm assuming, you know, spring – Spring goal is to try to win one of the official visits. I would imagine. I mean, again, he might maybe he's gonna a kid that's gonna take a while, but big timer. Uh, Darian Mayo. We talked about Aaron Childs out of out of Good Counsel. Darian Mayo, four star edge, one of my favorite players. They're recruiting, uh, just learning the game, but but just uh, really unique to some of the edges that they're recruiting. He's more of your your super lengthy uh, type guy. Uh, another one feels like he's early on in the recruitment. We talked a lot about Bryce West out of, out of Glenville and Cleveland. Well, the other Ohio corner, Aaron Scott out of Springfield, he's supposed to be up on campus as well. I think there's some debate which one of those guys is actually – I know what West is ranked higher. I think there are some people that think Scott is, is almost as good. I think Ohio State's the primary competitor in both of those races. And then new name, Michael Boganowski out of Junction City, Kansas, uh, three-star linebacker. 
one of the first outside type linebackers that Chris Partridge has offered since taking the job. I think he's a guy that Michigan really looking forward to getting to see in person and, and could become a name that we're going to be talking more about depending on how that visit goes. So yeah, I don't even think that's really all of the guys, but those are probably the the big ones. It is though. It's a very, it's an impressive month all the way around, but I agree with you guys. I think this weekend is probably the one that, uh, you know, has, I think it's the one that has the the most names that are most likely to maybe end up. At, there's a lot of guys on this list that may end up in the class if Michigan uh, can finish out and can recruit some of these guys uh, the way they have been. So so a really big weekend for Michigan in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, you got to give the recruiting staff, the coaching staff, a ton of credit uh, for just, uh, you know, whatever changes they need to make. Some of it's personnel, uh, but some of it is the guys who are there just flat doing a better job. And, you know, kudos to them for just improving on the job, right? So, uh, but you get back to Brady Priestcorn, going to see him play. I watched him play against West Bloomfield, and he gave me TJ Hawkinson vibes. I mean, he, you know, he he's a guy who catches the football really well but knows how to get open, can, you know, can set up uh, DBs or linebackers, uh, you know, with, with double moves and can get open. I, I just, you know, he's a dude, man, and, and he didn't do well in one-on-ones against Amir Herring. Amir Herring is, I remember talking to Amir, Amir is not a boastful dude. He's like, all right, man, I dominated that guy. <laughs> but he gave him credit. Because you know when he when Amir got his hands on, I mean, it, you know, you just aren't getting past Amir Herring if you're Brady Prescott. What I liked about Brady is he did not stop. You know, he kept coming, so he's going to get bigger and stronger, and he's not going to be a defensive end going against a 315 pounder anyway. He's going to be a tight end that's going against linebackers and safeties, and I just like the mentality that he brings uh, to the fold and. Tight ends are always going to have a a role, both as blockers and as pass catchers in this offense, which is a great segue talking about pass catchers after this break. I kind of talked about a few. We'll get to uh, some specific recruitments. We'll return on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back, folks, here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. So, Bryce, you did a story on a receiver who visited Michigan. Young man named Makai White. And he has been the source of a lot of buzz in recruiting circles here over the last couple of days, which begs the question. 
You didn't put in a crystal ball. I didn't put in a crystal ball. Steve didn't put in a crystal ball. Why, pray tell, uh, Mr. Marich, after doing a story, are you taking a kind of pumping the brakes on the momentum, if you will? So let, let's talk a little about him. His name is Makai White. He's from King George. He's a three-star out of the state of Virginia. Um, and he's in the 2024 class. He's a guy that has been on Michigan's radar, but I think Michigan wanted to see him in person, kind of size him up and see really what he is, you know. And um, But you look at his offer list and you look at his ranking, and some people might wonder because his offer list, Sam, He's have he's got fifty offers. I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of offers. So people are wondering why does the ranking match up with the offers? And I think maybe some question might say, you know, the competition level, or maybe what is his measurables really? And so Michigan got to see him in person. He came up midweek on a trip. They offered him, and so I talked to him after his visit. And he said, Michigan right now is the team to beat for me. And usually when you hear a line like that, that sets out off off alarms. And you're like, man, this might be crystal ball time for a guy like that, right? Well, I did a little extra digging and talked to a few more people. I think right now Michigan likes where they sit with wide receiver recruiting and some other guys. And they're taking their time with him. And I think he's also wanting to look at other schools. But it's we're just being a little more cautious with this recruitment. That's not to say Michigan doesn't like him. Obviously, right. they offered him. So they definitely didn't like him. But I think they also like a lot of other guys as well. One guy you mentioned, Shannon Goodwin and Jordan Chip. Those are two guys that were just on campus. So they have a lot of options. And I don't think they're rushing at that position at the moment right now. And I think that's why I'm holding off on that pick. Yeah, it's a great explanation. Terrific, even. I think they're, like you, that they're farther down the line with other receivers. Combine that with, if you talk to guys around the network, they they say Makai White has been on other visits, after which he said, that's the number one team on my list. I was talking to Don about it. He said, you know, he's, that other schools are the number one team on his list. So he seems to be a, a kid who is very enamored with whatever school he visits last. That's not to say that he doesn't have sincere feelings about Michigan. I'm sure he does. Uh, but it makes you wonder if when he takes the next visit someplace else, is that school going to be the top school on his list? Combine that with, like I said, now there are other guys that they've been on a lot longer uh, that they're farther down the aisle with. I've I've already had a crystal ball in or a Channing Goodwin for some time. I think you do too, Steve. Uh, but I want to be up in my confidence level on that crystal ball. I just I think Michigan continues to set itself apart. And and I think knowing his dad, I went to Michigan with his dad. He's one of my friends. You know, I just I remember my first ever my first ever trip out west to a football game. My man Goody got me in the game. He got me a ticket to the Washington. He gave me one of his player tickets to the Washington game, right? So that's my guy. And I know that one of the things that they that they said in recruiting or in, in Channing's recruitment 
is they don't want him to just go to Michigan because it's Michigan because his dad went there and because he grew up and that was the school. His dad, his uncle, right? Michigan is is the family bloodline. You don't want him to choose it just because of that. You want him to look around and do his due diligence and see other schools. You don't want him to choose it because his dad played for Jim with the 49ers. It, you want it to be his own decision. But I think the more he sees Michigan, it's just my opinion. The more he sees Michigan, the more it stands out. And I, I just, I think Michigan, you know, moved the ball further down the line, like I said earlier in this episode last weekend. And I think as they do better with him, I think it affects Jane Davis's perception, which is already, already really high. And Steve, I think it affects Jordan Ship as well. Another receiver that Michigan is high on. Providence Day visited last weekend. Doesn't have the ties though that Channing has, so it's a little bit more convincing to do when it comes to to uh, to, Chan- uh, to, uh, to to Jordan. Yep. So yeah, we're talking about uh, the Makai White situation. Um, yeah, there's crystal balls in for Channing Goodwin, Marion Stewart. Like you said, Sam Jordan ship. I think Michigan, it's Michigan, probably North Carolina. I think NC State has made him a huge priority as well. You have Gatlin Bear, the kid out of Idaho, you know, right? Which he may go on a mission. So I don't know, you know, you know, but Michigan's also supposed to to host Ryan Pelham again. Uh, they're in the race for a few other Jeremiah McClellan out of out of uh, St. Louis is another kid. I mean, there's a lot of other guys that they're still recruiting, uh, guys that they've been recruiting a lot longer, right? Who? Ryan Wingo. Yep, Wingo, another one, another St. Louis kid, right? So, you know, Michigan in on quite a bit of guys still. But, yeah, there's like, I'd say between Ship, Stewart, and Goodwin, there's three guys that feels like they're in pretty darn good shape for. Um, And, and again, Bear probably top two. I think Nebraska is another program that's made some inroads there. You know, so I think Michigan in a position to be very, very selective with who else they make a, a, a real run at. And, and like I said, you got guys who are supposed to come up to campus. Uh, you know, Pelham came back, came over a year ago. But, you know, you want to refresh a kid like that again uh, and get get back on his, uh, you know, into his top top list or whatever. So, you know, plenty of names for Michigan to go over at receiver right now. And, and yeah, they're in really good, really good shape uh, at the receiver spot in, yeah. in 24, right? Yeah, Better than it feels like they. It feels like receiver always kind of feels like a position of intrigue or mystery. You know, like they get Carmelo English at the at the buzzer last cycle. Uh, just feels like it's a position they always make a late run at a guy. Uh, doesn't really seem like that'll be the case this year. I think it'll be if if they continue the momentum they have, uh, they'll get some. They may get some of the guys they want here before the season starts, and then be able to make a, a strong run at one of those five star types late. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean. You offer a guy is it, we know there's not it's not always a commit on the spot type offer and like you said like you guys have mentioned uh, it sounds like other schools have felt like they led coming out of those visits in the past which is another thing we've we've seen plenty of times over the years in, in different recruitments so yeah I held off we all held off and I, I don't anticipate movement there anytime in the near near future for sure as as, as long as Michigan's continuing to host uh, some of those other guys that I mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned Gantler Bear, and I think it's a great one to bring up. I, I think it gives, because I heard he will do the mission. Uh, I, I think Michigan is anticipating him being a 26. And Bryce, they 
the plug there is strong. Colston Loveland, you went out there to see Colston Loveland. You're going to go back out to see Gatlin Bear. We are, I'm not springing anything on you in the podcast. I know. I know. Right. I know. It's all right. In the, all right. It's all right in the travels agenda. You know, coach, the, the coast I do. coach is now, is now Gatlin Bears. Correct. And, and he is a phenomenal athlete. Heard he beat uh, Roderick Pleasant in the 60 meter. I mean, this dude can fly. He can absolutely fly. And so let's say you get three receivers in this class. I think Michigan is the overwhelming leader for Shannon Goodwin. I think they are the leader for Amari Stewart. That's my opinion. I think they're in good shape with Jordan Chip, just like Steve said. Hard to see them taking more than four receivers in this class unless one of those receivers, or more than three receivers, uh, unless a fourth guy winds up, you know, coming in in a couple of years, which what seems to be the case with Gatlin Bear, but the, the vibe coming out of Idaho, uh, Bryce, and you see, this is something you've talked about before. You talked to his coach. Man, Michigan is in really good shape with Gatlin Bear. Extremely good shape. And large credit goes to Jay Harbaugh, who originally kind of recruited Colston Loveland, got on that recruitment, and the thing about that recruitment that maybe people don't remember so much, but Michigan had to beat some top, top programs for Colston. I mean, Alabama wanted him. Um, a couple other top schools wanted him. And Jay Harbaugh, the, the unsung hero, I feel like, on this staff, beat out all those schools for Colston Loveland. And Gatlin Bear has a great relationship, not only with Colston, but with the Michigan program. And I know he's trying to come up this spring Maybe even summer, his coach told me Michigan's definitely going to get an official visit. And that's one of those guys, Sam, like you said, is kind of like the half of Andrew Gentry, you know, where he took a mission. And that's a little different. But when they're recruiting him at the time, you're almost saying, all right, yes, you are committed, but we're not looking at you as a 2024. We're looking at you as a 2026, a guy we can kind of plug away and store away and use further down the road and he's a freak of an athlete i mean you were talking about some of those track times six foot three 195 pounds his coach said he hasn't lost one tick of speed i mean he's that fast that legit and biggest thing i know people always say is he plays in idaho so how good can the competition be well so far coastal loveland seems to answer those questions that it hasn't been a problem for that transition for him so I tend to side with his coach because he has a pretty good eye. He knew Colston was going to be a top guy. He's been telling me since the day he arrived at Burley, Idaho High School, that Gatlin Bear was going to be a top guy. So, yeah, Michigan with wide receiver recruiting, they have a lot of options. I think at this point, they're just taking their time. They see what's on the board, and they like where they stand. And maybe down the road they move on Makai White, but for the time being, I don't see them making that move to where, you know, they're really rushing to get that commitment at the moment. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I want to get back to the the current list of scheduled visitors again. And this a guy that Steve, you mentioned, I want to highlight a bit because we always get questions about Dylan Stewart. What's up with Dylan Stewart? Where does Michigan stand with Dylan Stewart? This is an elite guy. But when you're talking about ed- edges, how could you not 
find Michigan appealing, uh, but they are, I mean, you are dealing with the Titans in this recruitment, Steve. So this is getting them on campus. This is a huge visit for Michigan this weekend. I've started across the board, but yeah, like you said, Sam, I mean, Michigan should have a lot to pitch here. They will have a lot to pitch, but yeah, I mean, Georgia and Alabama have been frequently involved in this one. Ohio state sniffing around. Uh, I guess we're going to call him random five-star that seems to like South Carolina for some reason, this cycle. I don't know if that's related to Nick Harbor signing with signing there or not, but I South Carolina is a school that is mentioned quite a bit in his recruitment as well. I you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like he went up to Michigan like a while, like over a year or so ago. I don't know if this is his first visit. I could be totally wrong there. But a guy that Michigan's been recruiting very consistently throughout, as they should. I mean, again, while there should be no reason Dylan Stewart's not interested in Michigan, there should be no reason Michigan's not sure. interested in Dylan Stewart, right? I mean, these are the kind of guys that can put you over the top. So, uh, you know, yeah, got to think Michigan, like I mean, we've talked before, I mean, Think of the list now of of edge guys that Michigan can can pitch to kids, and just under Jim Harbaugh, not it's not a not a uh, an Ohio State pitching Zeke Elliott to running backs. Still, you know, I mean, these are guys that Jim recruited and coached that are in the not just in the pros but are succeeding at a high level, right? And and so, you know, Michigan has plenty of ground to stand on with a kid like Dylan Stewart, and and you got to think that they'll impress, uh, you know, yeah, I'd say Dylan Stewart and Darian Mayo are two of the top three or four guys at edge for that. I, I mean, they're just, they're that good. Mayo, Stewart, more of your classic five-star prospect, pretty refined, probably a guy that could come in and make an impact next year uh, wherever he signs. Mayo, more of a, maybe not a project per se, but I don't know if he's a first-year guy, but has all the tools uh, to be an absolute star at the college level. So, you know, yeah, another position where you got to think Michigan is, is going to be able to be picky uh, to some extent, you know, but but Stewart in particular is a guy, you know, that that you're going to make a big run at and, and, and hope that I think, like I said earlier, you can secure an official visit with, um, you know, and really put yourself in the race for the for the whatever the home stretch may be for his recruitment. And not visiting this weekend, but relevant when you consider Jordan Marshall is back this weekend. Got a lot of questions, Steve, about a crystal ball out of Texas for Michigan to get Taylor Tatum. This is this is significant when a Texas guy is talking about one of Texas's top prospects leaning towards going to school up north, namely uh, and especially to Michigan. So two th- yeah. So props to uh, yeah Mike Roach from our our Texas affiliate did throw in a crystal ball for Taylor Tatum. Kind of came out of nowhere. It, obviously the board. Uh, reacted strongly to that as as you would expect uh Tatum actually ranked higher than Jordan Marshall and and you know one of the two or three top ranked running backs in the country I think almost across the board uh but yeah I think two things in that recruitment that have, have kind of stood out to me and one was I think what we originally talked about when Tatum's recruitment came up was the baseball angle uh didn't he I think he spent time with uh is it Tracy Smith Michigan's baseball manager right uh you know which obviously goes to show Michigan's aware of the role that, uh, you know, that baseball is going to play in his recruitment. The other thing though, that I kind of keep looking at when I talk about, when I think about his recruitment, he went and visited Duke, which not a school you would necessarily think a five-star level running back is that interested in. 
it made me kind of wonder if the academic angle is something that does matter to a certain extent. Now, again, I got to assume baseball topic of conversation at Duke too. Uh, I don't know if Duke even if they have a good baseball program or not, but either way, uh, you know, you see a kid visiting Duke. I think he has a Stanford offer too. Uh, you know, I always kind of notice those little things sometimes when you wonder if Michigan really has a shot. I think uh, if I follow, I followed up on on uh, Mike's crystal ball. I think he he did it sort of the Wilt Fong way. I think that's what he says is the current pulse of the recruitment right now. Uh, but still good enough to put in a, a, a prediction. And, you know, I don't know if Tatum is coming back up to Michigan this spring. Is he, is he supposed to, I believe he might be coming up uh, sometime in April, uh, but either way, you know, Michigan's got to think Michigan's got to get one of the two between Tatum and Marshall, just with the success they've had at back the early identification of both of those guys and the effort they've put in. I mean, just, again, it's another spot at this point where you got to think of running backs you know, liking the opportunity. Not to mention 2024, anybody who commits and signs out of 24 at back is, is going to have a le- very legitimate right. opportunity to play heavily. Not not just play. I mean, you could be talking about if they find the right guy, uh, could be the guy from the get-go, depending, you know, depending on if, if they go the portal route or somebody steps up on the current roster. But, you know, Tatum, Marshall, those guys got to be thinking they'd be playing immediately if they commit and sign to Michigan. So, yeah, no, very uh, kind of a random occurrence. I don't think we expected to see a crystal ball to Michigan right. for a guy like Tatum this early, but but obviously has to be a good sign. Mike's as plugged in as anybody to the state of Texas as far as high school recruiting goes. So, uh, you know, yeah, definitely a, a noteworthy uh, situation for Michigan there. Yeah, so listen, folks, loaded visit weekend. You know we cover all of these uh, to the nth degree with calls, with studio visits, guys, more and more guys coming by the studio every single week. Uh, We still have content left uh, from the last week. So be on the lookout for much more uh, from the Underwoods, much more from Brian Robinson. We made it out to see a guy we didn't talk about in this episode, but suddenly Michigan uh, seems more prominent, never completely off the radar, but seems more prominent in the recruitment of Brandon Davis Swain. So we spoke to his dad at length. Spoke to the young man uh, in, at length as well, and it is at least a a recruitment that it has risen in intensity. If you don't call, you know one each, you know each side the favor for the, of the other, you can at least say that it's there's more intensity uh, than there had been uh, in the aftermath of of the recent visit. So so much to come. Uh, from last week and into this weekend over on the michiganinsider.com. If you are not a member, what are you waiting on? Just $1 gets you in the door, gets you access to the latest and greatest in football and our basketball uh, and recruiting. We have you know, the beat coverage is second to none with Alejandro and Zach Shaw. Our interns are killing it. Young Davis Mosley on the basketball side of things. Got Jay on social media. The team is better and stronger than ever, and the content is outstanding. So, like I said, join in now. $1 gets you in the door, gets you all this great recruiting information, gets you a spring practice intel, which we're coming with. And once you become a full-paying member, you'll also get access to Paramount+. Plus. So don't miss out. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it, be sure to review it, tell all your friends about it. They can find it wherever they get their podcasts, at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. 
you name it. And of course, on YouTube, like the podcast, subscribe to the channel, then you'll get a notification every time we do a new episode. Until that, new, that next episode, thanks for watching another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider.